If you don't know all the words to the song, and all the people dressed like monkeys Let's leave Chicago to the Eskimos Could the Dodgers beat them three games out of four That town's a little bit too rugged for you and me, babe What's going on? Welcome to My Blue Thoughts. That's right. This is My Blue Thoughts. This is my Dodger podcast. I'm your host, comedian and Dodger fan, and just all-around good guy, Peter Sears. Welcome back, you guys. Uh, how's it going? It's Monday, which is exciting. It means I got the episode in on time. Um, I was fortunate enough to get some free time. You know, I've been told you guys, you know, as uh, over the next couple of weeks, I will get a better handle on my schedule and be able to uh, get you these episodes, get them in on time so you guys can, you know, because statistics show that uh, podcasts do much better when they are released regularly, like at the same time. And I, I, try, I do my best, but life has been fucking crazy over the last... Uh, few months and stuff so anyway welcome back like i said thanks for listening if you're listening to this on apple podcast and you haven't left a review yet you're a gigantic piece of shit that's just what it's gonna be that's my story i'm sticking to it um you know the dodgers did pretty well this week minus a little hiccup at home against the mets but you know the mets uh you know that was kind of i think the first you know, real, not real, but like, you know, test for the Dodgers, like a, a team that had a really good record uh, that they were going to go up head to head against. And, uh, you know, it was it was interesting to see how the Dodgers fared, did not fare well. But there were a couple games where I felt the Dodgers could have, you know, a hit in the right place there, a hit in the right place here, you know, and the Dodgers, you know, maybe win two out of three. It was pretty funny to see Max Scherzer fucking get tossed for, I guess, I mean, it, the claim is that he had rosin on his fingers, but, uh, you know, there's all these, I know there's going to be an appeal, or no, there's no, there's no appeal. Um, it was like, he went in with a certain amount of rosin, but then he came back and he had more, and so you're only allowed to use the rosin 
that's on the mound, and I don't know, dude, it, it looked pretty shady. The fact that he didn't appeal his suspension um, is kind of telling, you know? Um, I forget what the guy's name is, but there's a guy on Major League, uh, the old guy, the lefty that's got like Crisco and his fucking sl- and, and underneath his shirt and this underneath his hat and on top of his nose and all these other fucking things like, you know, that's kind of what it what, what, what happens sometimes. But, you know, with these checks that the, the umpires are doing now, it's a lot harder to do that. And, you know, Scherzer is no spring chicken anymore. He's still a very good pitcher, but he's also, uh, you know, getting up there in age. So he's going to try to do whatever he can to win because he's a, a competitor. And I always uh, respected that about him. Um you know, especially when he was in the Dodgers, just, you know, being a workhorse up until we really needed him in the postseason, but, you know, whatever. That's a whole other story. Max had dead arm when it fucking counted the most, and he blames it on the Dodgers and blah, 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 and it's like, you know what, man? <laughs> you had your whole offseason to fucking rest, so I'm hope, I, hope, I hope you got the rest you needed for that fucking dead arm, dude. That's When fucking guys do that, man... <sighs> It's like either A, just don't fucking come in in relief against the Giants, you know, if you want to be a fucking badass and have your moment, if you're not going to be available for the next series and then throw, try to throw management under the bus, dude. You, you agreed to it, man. All, the, all you had to do was be like, you know, my arm doesn't feel good, you know, coming in and that would have been it. But anyway, um, he got suspended, blah, blah, blah. That's it. Um <laughs> Before I get into like all of the Dodger stuff, because we got a lot to cover today, um, I do want to. Uh, I I I wouldn't be a Dodger fan without at least touching on the fact that uh, <laughs> that our old buddy Madison Bumgarner got fucking DFA'd uh, a few days ago by the D-backs. And it's just funny, dude, because here's the thing, man. I'm a Dodger fan, obviously. I I fucking hate the Giants, obviously. Um, But on top of that, I fucking hated Madison Bumgarner. He's just a piece of shit, dude. That's that's pretty much it. He's a piece of shit, okay? You want to fucking yell at dudes like Puig and Muncie and fucking he's done it to a bunch of other people it's not like it's just the Dodgers that he get, that he does it against I mean, I've, you know I've talked about it on this podcast in years past if you don't want someone to fucking admire a home run don't fucking give up a home run dude problem solved because if you give up a home run guess what they have the right to do whatever the fuck they're gonna do and if you're a man you know fucking throw the ball at him you know go old school don't fucking cause a scene so that you, you know, like you're going to fight. And I, I've never actually seen him fight. I've only seen him talk shit. I don't know if dudes are scared of him or what, like, because he's a big fucking country dude, whatever. But it's just like, it's the same thing, you know. It's the same thing when we talk, when we start talking about Barry Bonds. Obviously hated Barry Bonds because he was A, a cheater, but also because he was a giant and because he did barely well against the Dodgers historically. But, you know, now that he's now that he's out of baseball and you know he can't get into the Hall of Fame and all these people you know want to talk about how you know it's unfair how they're keeping him out of the Hall of Fame and it's like no Barry Bonds was a fucking asshole dude he was an asshole to the media 
And guess what? Those are the fucking guys that are voting now. So if you want to be an asshole to people, you know, and have your own corner in the fucking locker room and just all these different stories that you hear about Barry Bonds, then you can't expect people to have sympathy for you, you know, X amount of years later. And so the same thing goes with Mad Bum. Like, I hate, you know, I'm not one of those guys that's like, you know, like, the, you know, the Fire Roberts and the trade this person. Like, these guys are people. But at the same time, like, if you're a shitty people, I know that doesn't make sense, but, like, if you're a shitty person, you know, maybe karma sometimes comes around and fucking bite you, dude. So, you know, I... I I'm going to go out on a limb and say that if Madison Bumgarner still wants to pitch again, he can probably find a job somewhere, you know, maybe somewhere with a young staff that might need some, if he wants to be that guy, but he's not the guy, you know, I I saw a a side-by-side statistic, I want to say it was on MLB Network or something, and it was uh, Madison Bumgarner and Clayton Kershaw side to side and uh how their velocity has changed over the last five years and where kershaw's went down a tick like in 2017 or 18 and then Bumgarner's was like right there and then over the last couple years kershaw's kind of stayed the same there was a year where he did drop i want to say it was like it was 19 that he dropped but then in 20, he came back. In 21, he's right there. In 22, he's even a tick up. Whereas Bumgarner has continually um, dropped year after year. So, you know, I don't know if he's not chopping trees in the offseason anymore. Or if he's just drinking beer. You know, I don't know. He's a fucking country dude. He's, he's hunting gut. He, if he's hunting ducks in the offseason. I don't fucking know, dude. Okay? I don't know. That's all I'm saying. But anyway, I just had I had to touch on that. But, uh, you know, the Dodgers, uh, Dodgers did very well in Chicago this week. I was really bummed that I didn't get a chance to go because, like I said, I, I, I have always wanted to go to Wrigley when the Dodgers were playing, even though I've been to Wrigley and I've seen a game. I went to, you know what game I went to in Wrigley? Some of you guys might know me personally, so you'll know this. Um. The game that I went to in Wrigley was uh, Mark Pryor's Major League debut against the Pittsburgh Pirates, and it was in 2002, is that correct? Yes, 2002, um, and I also got to see Sammy Sosa hit a home run, so that was pretty cool, um, but I haven't gotten, I've, I've never gotten a chance, it never works out, dude next year <laughs> I, I'm, I tell you what you guys and you guys will hear this first but <laughs> barring any miracle that I meet somebody and fall in love over the next you know year or so there's a pretty good chance that I'm going to uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna fucking attempt again next year the league of my own tour, because uh, now that I know logistically what it—I mean, I you know I I, I kind of knew already, but now I know that I'll have to uh, have an, a certain amount of money to do it, just in case you know I can't get all the good-paying gigs that I had lined up, you know, when I when I had booked the tour the initial time. 
but um, I'm gonna fucking I'm gonna try to do it next. No, I'm gonna do it next year. I don't care, dude. It's 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 a bucket list of mine. I'm not getting any younger. I would like to have kids and whatever, but it's just at this rate, it's it's not looking hopeful. You know, I think I talked about it last week or the week before. It's like unless I meet a girl that's you know kind of in her late twenties or early thirties. You know, it might it might not be in the cards, dude, and that's okay, man. I've kind of, you know, it's it's, it's a sad reality, but it's come. But anyway, so you guys don't want to hear about this shit. All I know is that next year I'm going to attempt to do it, and so that means next year I will be able to see the Dodgers versus the Cubs in Wrigley, no matter what. I'm going to try it. Like I said, it, there's a lot. There's a, the thing about the the league of my own tour is a lot of it's out of my hands, but at least, like I said. Now that after trying it last year, um, knowing how much extra money I'll need to have put away, I think I could do it, but we'll see. But, uh, you know, I was I was very, like I said, very proud of how the Dodgers played. You know, I, I'll be honest, um, after, uh, after the game on Friday, I was, uh, I texted my buddy Juan, and I was like, this is just fucking embarrassing, dude. So you go... You know, you lose two out of three against the Cubs at home, and then you lose two out of three against the Mets at home. So you lose two series in a row at home. Not great, right? And then you go to Chicago, and you win the first game, and you're like, okay. And then you got Julio on the mound, so you're like, well, fuck yeah, dude. Julio's on the mound. We're about to go 2-0 and right now. And then Julio fucking gets lit up, and you're just like, oh, God. Like, you know, those are the games where you're supposed to win, the games where your ace is on the mound. And he just, he didn't have it. And, you know, the great pitchers, and I'm not saying Julio is not a great pitcher, but the great pitchers, because um, I do think he's a great pitcher, I think he's still one of the best. He just had, he's had a couple bad outings in a row. Um, but the good pitchers, when they don't have their stuff, you know, they're still, they're still fucking able to figure out something. Kind of like Hershaw did on Sunday. You know, didn't have his best stuff necessarily. Kind of got hit you know gave up an, you know a couple er, unearned runs but because he's the fucking goat you know he he doesn't he doesn't let the roof collapse like some guys do you know one thing happens you know they, they start to you know get a little bit more emotional and they start they, they don't they don't execute their pitches and then before you know it here comes another two or three runs and now you know instead of keeping your team in the game you get you've let the game get out of hand and now you know your offense can't work and and get that lead back for you whereas kershaw just fucking you know just bears down figures out a way to get out of jams figures out a way to minimize the damage keep his team in the game give you some more innings because that's really that's another thing too is you know kershaw i think he's i think he's uh gone six innings in each of his starts this year um you know, that's what you want, dude, because, you know, aside from aside from the top three guys in the rotation, uh, nobody else in the Dodger rotation has a, a win. <laughs> and, you know, you're going to need length in that in that in that starting rotation. Like, you know, poor, poor, I, I don't want to say poor, but, you know, Noah Syndergaard, you know, he, he had he has. He's had a couple decent games and then a couple of just fucking absolute duds. 
and you know his ERA is almost at five. Hasn't won a game yet. You know he's not throwing a hundred. You know whatever he thought that Mark Pryor was going to be able to figure out, Mark Pryor wasn't able to figure out. So now he's got to, you know, kind of learn how to pitch again. And I'm not I'm not ruling him out. Like I mean, he's a big part of the rotation um, for now at least. You know, and if we can get him to come to get you know anywhere near what he used to be, you know the Dodgers are going to be you know, much better because uh, it's, you know, you, you think that those top three guys, like I said, May, Julio, and, and Kershaw, you know, they're going to be who they are, um, but you're still going to need the, you know, the contributions from the rest of the rotation. And it looks like um, Tony Gonsolin is going to be coming back from the IL. It's so hard for me to call it the IL. I still want to call it the DL. Um, I'm sorry if that offends you, but it was the DL for like ever. IL just doesn't roll off of my tongue as much. Like I have to like IL, like I have to like try to enunciate it. DL is just so much easier. Just do DL. Um, but anyway, uh, but Gonson's going to come back. I doubt, you know, they're going to get any real length out of him. He only pitched three innings against or, or for Oklahoma City the other day, but you know, Gonson's an all-star, and if he can come back to form, then that Dodger rotation looks a lot better, you know. Michael, like I said, Michael Grove was not doing great, and sadly, you know, he hurt his oblique, just like Pepio did, and just like Taylor kind of did, you know, last week. Like, I don't know what these guys are doing in the training room, but fucking take care of their obliques, man, whoever the fucking trainer is. Let's go, man. Like, there's too many fucking guys Fucking up their obliques, dude. That's a that's a painful injury. But anyway, it'll be it'll be exciting to see you know that because like I said, uh, the the key is is you know obviously in the games these days you know all teams but especially the Dodgers are very reliant on the guys in the bullpen and that's fine if you have a great bullpen but the bullpen has not been a strong suit for the Dodgers this season. As a matter of fact, they have uh, they they have not been great. Let's just say that. There's been quite a few games. Alex Bessia has been a fucking disaster. You know, even Yancy Almonte has not been great this year, not as good as he was last year. Um, Gratterall's had a couple, you know, solid outings. Evan Phillips has not been as good this year. I mean, it's still very early, but, you know, the, the bullpen has not been great. And if you continue to run them out there, they're just going to be tired and then they're still not going to be great, you know. So one of the key factors is just minimizing, you know, how much you use your bullpen. And the only way you can do that is by getting length out of your starters. But with uh, with that being said, you guys want to talk about this motherfucker that's the rookie of the year leader right now? Are you serious, dude? Are you serious? Let's just talk about my boy. <laughs> I mean, he's not really my boy, but I, I love to see it, dude. James motherfucking Outman. Okay. Sitting 311 with seven home runs and 19 RBIs. And, oh, yeah, we're only in the first month of the season. We still have about a week left. Uh, a, a little bit of a misleading stat, but, uh, you know, the most home runs by a Dodger rookie through the month of April in history, which, you know, just think about all the guys that have put on Dodger blue, all the big power guys, you know, that were rookies. 
let's say I don't I mean not a not a big power guy but let's say a Jackie Robinson or a Duke Schneider or a motherfucking let's see who's a power Mike Piazza Eric Karros like you know Matt Kemp Andre Ethier like guys that came up through the Dodgers organization now Matt Kemp did have seven home runs his first two weeks uh, uh, in the major leagues, but um, his his seven were he didn't it wasn't in it wasn't in April he they brought him up I want to say like in May or maybe April May so his was done just at a different time but uh, you know I, we. We didn't know what we were going to get from James Outman because we only had a small sample size and his minor league work. But, you know, for everything that I've heard of him, his work ethic, his composure, his maturity, you know, his ability to just be a professional and, you know, put the work in, but also, you know, not get too high, not get too low, just, you know, be a major league player. And he's doing exactly that right now. And he's obviously contributing a lot from you know the standpoint of you know we lost you know he wasn't hugely productive last season but you know Cody was an MVP dude he was an MVP four years ago he was a rookie of the year you know six years ago and you know he always had that potential to fucking drop 35 40 you know so that's that and so when we didn't sign any of the big name free agents you're like and the Dodgers basically kind of went with, we're going to go with our homegrown guys this year, you know, at the bottom. You know, we had to trust him. And so far, it's looking good for him. You know, Miguel Vargas, like I said last week, you know, has not looked great. I don't know if it's attributed to his his thumb injury that he had in spring training. But he's still, to me, you know, he's gotten some hits, but his swing just looks a little off. I don't hear the ball, you know, exploding off of his bat like I did before. You know, I hope he figures it out because if we can get him going, the Dodgers are, are, are going to be, I don't want to say unstoppable, but there's, th- there's going to be fewer holes in that lineup because we've had quite a few, you know, over the last couple weeks, you know, especially with Will Smith going down. God, Austin Barnes, I love him. I love his wife, too, because she's hot as fuck, but... You know, Austin Barnes just has not been able to do anything offensively. And, you know, that's not why we have him. You know, he's not there to be a huge offensive threat. But, you know, we've gotten some offense from Austin in the past. And the Austin that is going up to the plate right now is not that same guy. So it's a little uh, it's a little sad, you know, because, you know, baseball's hard, man. You know, it's a hard fucking sport. And it's the hitting that baseball is the hardest thing. And, you know, I hope he figures it out. But, you know, we are obviously really missing the bat of Will Smith because that just gives them more length, you know, gives them more length. And that's what, you know, this team is missing versus, you know, years past where there's been plenty of length. There's no length in the lineup right now. Um, but like I said, you got guys like Altman that are fucking picking it up. And now you got Muncie who's leading the fucking league in home runs. Now, a couple weeks ago, I said that he was playing like shit or like he was hitting like shit. And I was right. He was. But between then and now, he has fucking found his power stroke. He's also found his swag. 
which is something that I talk about a lot, but it goes a long way, dude. There's a difference between going up to the plate, hoping that you get a hit versus knowing you're going to get a hit or hoping you could put good contact on the ball and knowing that if you get your pitch, you're going to fucking hit a bomb. And you can tell when he hits a home run. Like, when Max is, like, locked in, you know, he's got a little a little pimp, a little bat flip, maybe a little stare. Like, he fucking hit a home run uh, in Chicago uh, this weekend. I guess it was uh, Saturday. And he just fucking stared at it and kind of, like, put the, the bat, like, like he was putting it in a holster, dude. I fucking loved it, dude. I fucking loved it. Like, now, if Mad Bum was on the mound, dude, he's fucking getting pissed off. And But at the same time, if you don't want a guy to fucking do that shit, don't give up jacks, dude, okay? But point being, you know, Muncy's turned it around, you know, and with him and Outman, that's a fucking, that's, that's great. You know, we know what Freddie's going to do. He's doing what he does already. Mookie, you know, we got to get him going a little bit more. He's he's doing okay, but he, he he will be the first to tell you that he's not playing up to par. However, um you know, something that I want to talk about is the fact that Mookie has agreed to play shortstop for you know, at least when the Dodgers need him to. And at first it's like are, are we serious, dude? We're fucking putting Mookie that short? Like, it sounds crazy. Like, you know, he might get hurt. He might get this. And it's like, yeah, he might. And then what the fuck are the Dodgers going to do? But at the same time, you know, we've been talking about the Dodgers getting length in the lineup. And so if Mookie is in right field, then that leaves two more outfield slots for any combination of Taylor uh, Trace, Hayward, Peralta, right? So it leaves two out outfield spots for two of those guys, for four of those guys. And Outman, too. I didn't even, did I even mention him? Hold on. Outman, Taylor, Trace, Hayward, and Peralta. So five outfielders just that, that I just listed off right now. And so there's obviously only three slots available for five guys. So there's going to be two guys out. But if you move Mookie over to even to second, now you have three outfield slots and you only have, you know, for five guys, you have three outfield spots. <laughs> I can't fucking say that. I'm not even stoned. You have three outfield spots available for five guys versus only two. So now you got a couple more guys that are involved in the game. It lengthens the lineup. And if, you know, we don't have a shortstop, you know, I mean, I talked about it. I was not very excited when the Dodgers, uh, thank you, Jose, for correcting me, when they traded for uh, Miguel Rojas in the offseason because I was just like, why, dude? Like, why? <laughs> you know, for for me, if they were going to go with Gavin, then Chris Taylor is your backup, dude, because like I said, we already have a shit ton of outfielders. Chris Taylor's your backup, and then you wait for uh, Jacob Amaya to come up from the minor league because he was one of the top prospects. Because I don't know if you guys know this now, but in the Dodgers' top prospects list, no one in the top 30 is even a shortstop. So it's not like they have any shortstops in the pipeline. <laughs> I mean, they have them, but they're way down in the prospects list. And prospects doesn't mean really anything as far as, like, what they're ranked. You know, guys come out, come out of nowhere all the time, but there's not help coming at the shortstop position. 
it's almost like they should have signed a free agent shortstop in the offseason, but whatever. But, you know, Mookie being the fucking team guy, and I fucking love this, dude. I love this, and I'll tell you why, and I'm not trying to compare myself to Mookie, but my team last year did not have a real shortstop. We had guys that could play shortstop, but we didn't really have a, a real shortstop. And it got to the point where, like, there were a few games where I played shortstop because I was the best option, and then I could put someone in the outfield that can, you know, come close to what I did in center field. Um, but it would be better for me to be shortstop than whatever we would lose. We wouldn't lose a ton by moving me from center to short, but we would lose a ton if I stayed in center and we put whoever at short. Do you know what I mean? And so where Mookie is concerned, it's the same thing. You know, he's just like, you know, he, he could play defensively. It's not like Chris Taylor or Miguel Rojas. And they were both hurt, so it's a moot point. But, you know, it's not like they're losing a ton by putting him at shortstop. Mookie's a fucking athlete, dude. Motherfucker can bowl. He could play football. He could fucking dunk. He could golf. Like, he's a fucking athlete, dude. An athlete's an athlete. And he, he said, you know, these, these are the quotes. I just told Doc, I just want to win. I'll play wherever. I'll do whatever. I don't really care where I play or what I do. I just want to win. And right there, you're just like, fucking, yes, dude. That's what I'm talking about, okay? Fuck, you know, workload and resting and, you know, off day and scheduled off day. And I mean, like I get all that stuff, but that's the shit that I want to fucking hear. And that's not, that's not lip service. That's not like, let me just say the right thing. That's him fucking telling us like, yeah, dude, if, if, if we're going to win, you know, I might need to play shortstop. And if you look at it, you know, basically there were, there, there were thoughts that, that he might not, make it to the ballpark on time and this and that uh, the other day, but he was there and he ended up playing shortstop when he got to the ballpark because his, his wife gave birth and he he, he missed a couple of days. But, you know, it, he wants to win, dude, and he understands. Dodgers are in a bind. Fucking whoever they put up there or call up, not only is it going to, you know, not make a huge difference defensively, but offensively it's not going to be as good. The Dodgers are best when he's in the lineup especially offensively, and then you guys, you know, you still have, you have a guy like Jason Hayward who, you know, isn't killing the ball, but is a gold glove caliber right fielder, so like you have a gold glove caliber, a gold glover in Mookie, and then you also have someone that's won a gold glove with Jason Hayward, so you're not losing, even though Mookie is the best fucking right fielder in baseball and the best I've seen in my lifetime, um, Jason Hayward's a pretty fucking good defensive outfielder. So you're not, like I said, you're not losing a ton right there. So I love that, dude. We need to see more shit like that from players. Just selfless, dedicating, you know, dedicating yourself to winning. And that's it. You know, and that's what the Dodgers need. Leadership. You know, lead by example. You don't have to be the rah-rah guy. Just fucking go out there. Do what your team needs you to do. And win, and they won three out of four. You know, so for right now, let's go. You know, I, I have a feeling that if the Dodgers are in it, which they better fucking well be at the trade deadline, I've talked about it already. They're probably gonna go get a shortstop. You know, there's plenty of guys out there that they could go get. Um, 
the two that come to mind um, right now for me are uh, Willie Adamas in Milwaukee, although uh, the, the clubs are playing very well, so that might not be possible. <laughs> um, and then you also have uh, Tim Anderson over in Chicago, and that's the one that I really, re like, I'm like, let's fucking go, I fucking love that dude, and we could use a guy like that on the Dodgers, a guy with swag, a guy that fucking pimps his home runs, a guy that fucking, you know, pisses people off a little bit, but will still fucking lay it all on the fucking line, yeah, and, and to go at the top of the order so he could run, you know, imagine him you know, Mookie and Tim Anderson, 1-2 right there. What, dude? Put Mookie at second. Fuck it, dude. Look at that little fucking, you know, athletic up the middle. You know, and then you can still have all those bats in in the lineup. You know, that we talked about in the outfield between Hayward and Trace and Outman. You know, or Chris Taylor if he can fucking, you know, get hot. Dodgers, the, Do the, the Dodgers are going to make a move if they need to. Um, cool. Okay, next. Uh, I did want to talk about fucking the GOAT, Clayton Kershaw, getting his 200th win uh, this week against the Mets. Like, just fucking... I mean, Kershaw is just... He's just the best, dude. I'm sorry. Like... You know, Dodgers weren't playing well, coming off of, like I said, you know, losing a series against the Cubs and ultimately losing that series against the Mets. But, you know, Kershaw goes in there, knows that they need innings, knows that they, you know, he's got to be the guy. He's got to be the stopper, essentially. And he fucking goes out there and gets his 200th win. But, in, 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 again, in a game where he didn't have his best stuff, but he figured out a way to fucking keep his team in the game and oh yeah and get the fucking win and to see him get that strikeout because he also moved into 22nd place um that day uh in strikeouts um right that was that that was the that was the same game um but to see him go and uh just get excited about the strikeout. I don't, I don't know if he's more strikeout, just to get more excited just to get out of the inning because uh, there were some guys on base and the Dodgers were only up by a couple runs. Um, but, like, just to see the passion and emotion because you know me, dude. I'm all about fucking guys, you know, showing the emotion because a lot of guys don't do it, you know. They want to play cool, and I get that too because you should be even keel. You don't want to be too high. You don't want to be too low, but to see a guy, you know, who's in his, you know, 17th year in the big leagues and still fucking getting excited and winning 200 games, it's just like, like, it, you know, it's going to be, it's going to, it's going to be really sad when, when we see when Kershaw walks away, uh, and, you know, it could be at the end of this season, but, you know, it's just been a joy to fucking watch, and if I ever do have a son, um, you know, I, I can't wait to tell him about how great Clayton Kershaw was. Um, so, the congrats to Clayton Kershaw. Couldn't happen to a better dude. And he, he's another one that just, you know, does whatever the team needs, you know. 
He's the winner. He's the leader. He's the fucking guy. You know, yeah, did we lose a leader in Justin Turner? Absolutely, but we still got a pretty good one right there. So, um, with that being said, Dodgers uh, have uh, another challenge coming up. Um, I don't know if you guys know this, but the Pittsburgh Pirates are leading the Central Division, <laughs> which is fucking bananas. They're sitting at there. They're not only are they leading the Central Division, but they have the best record in the National League. And uh, there are they have a seven game winning streak going in. I wanted to go to this series too. I've still never been to fucking Pittsburgh uh, to that ballpark, and I heard it's beautiful. And my plan was to go to Chicago just like the Dodgers did, and then go to Pittsburgh. But then I booked this gig in Portland, and it is what it is, man. Daddy's got to work, um, so this is why I need to do my league on my own tour next year, so I don't have to worry about this fucking shit. But anyway, um, the Dodgers have like I said the Pirates um, for three games and then they're going to come back home uh, next weekend to face the St. Louis Cardinals who are not playing very well um, so it, it should be uh, it should be interesting that the Dodgers have uh, have played very well against Pittsburgh over the last couple years They've kind of been neck and neck with the Cardinals over the last few years. So, you know, it's another test, you know, but with six games remaining in the month of April, you know, it'll give us, I think, a little bit more of an indication of what we have, you know, as far as moving forward. Um, hopefully, Will Smith can come back. You know, I kind of talked about his concussion and how those things are tricky and you know, they expected him back this week, and he's still not back. So it, it's a little scary. You know, uh, there are uh, just a lot of variables, you know, to think about when you're dealing with with concussions, you know. So we hope he's okay. The Dodgers definitely need his bat in the lineup also to give them more length. You know, just think about that. You know, you have Mookie, Cohen is short, which gives us a little bit more length in the lineup. But then you have Will Smith you know, coming back at some point, which will also give you length. And if they can keep getting length, you know, we're going to go back to seeing the Dodgers that we were. We already have, you know, in addition to the rotation with Gonsolin coming back, so there's more length with the starters. Um, should be a pretty good week for the Dodgers, I want to say. Uh, I want to say uh, I haven't predicted a week yet, but I think they come out of this week 4-2 and two if they continue playing like they did this weekend. And if not, then you're going to hear a completely different podcast uh, <laughs> next week. Um, with that being said, you guys, um, if you guys are anywhere near San Diego, because I know I'll be, I'll be at, at the Grand Comedy Club in Escondido uh, May 5th and 6th, Friday and Saturday, open up for my buddy Big J. And uh, I'm going to be going to the Dodger Padres game on Sunday, May 7th. So if anyone wants to party with me, fucking hit me up, dude. LFG. That's short for let's fucking go. <laughs> but uh, that's it. Uh, you guys are awesome for listening. By the way, again, I'm going to tell you, if you're listening to this on Apple Podcasts, please leave me a review if you haven't already. It helps me with the algorithm. And Spotify has changed monetization policies so if you're listening on spotify just make sure you follow uh subscribe or follow like whatever it is on spotify um and that'll help me out And if you share it that helps me out too so with that being said this has been my blue thoughts and i'll see you guys next week